So welcome, welcome to the next episode of my Full Talk Chat. This is your host Michelle on the Insta, not Insta. This is your host Michelle on the Mystic Mindcast. And today I want to talk about something really important to me. That's something I've been hearing the chatter in the community about photographers, creators, makeup artists, you know, Instagram. We all know what Instagram is, right? So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about different platforms that I have seen in the past in the past week that I just joined and looked at and like, this is pretty cool, you know? And platforms I've been a part of for at least a year. So I've been doing some things on there, just kind of branching out. And the reason why I bring this up, the major thing, the frustration that I have I've heard, seen, and personally felt is that Instagram has become something else. Instagram has become something other than what is intentionally designed for. And it does not currently have the photographer, artist, visual story, tellers intent in mind. It is a money maker and it becomes something uh, of a monster and nothing to talk, not to talk bad about Facebook or Instagram because I'm this isn't one of those sessions. Just talk about some of the policies, some of the some of the things that are pissing people off. And that's what we're gonna go over. And that's what I wanna talk about in this this podcast. This is gonna be the first part of two parts. I have decided I'm gonna break it off because it's already gonna be over an hour as it is. So just to prepare you for that, there's gonna be a second part. So look out for that. But for now, I'm gonna talk about in the next segment, I am going to talk about Instagram and what we know about Instagram. Both pros and cons. And I'm going to talk about just a few apps that I have used over the past year or longer that I have been engaging with, that I have, that I have been using uh, for that duration. And give you the, both the pros and cons of that. So stay tuned for the next segment. So welcome back. In this segment, I'm gonna talk about Instagram and what exactly do we know? I'm gonna go over the pros and cons. So when Instagram first came about on the scene, it was actually something I was very hesitant of joining because I was already on other social media platforms at the time. Now, I'm thinking about this prior to actually doing photography, so bear with me. I was very, um, I guess you could say stubborn. In fact, I was like, you know, I'm not really sure. And eventually more and more of my friends started to get on there. And then I found a reason to use it. Predominantly to post photos. Photos that I had, you know, had taken whether I was going for a walk, whether I was, I'd see something and take a photo and edit it in Snapseed and post it or whatever. That's what, that's how I started out on Instagram. This is prior to Snapchat, um, 
So that's how I got started on Instagram. Instagram actually started in 2010, so it's about nine years old. It took me about two or three years to actually get on it though. So just some food for thought. What we know is that Instagram is one of the biggest uh, social media platforms for photo sharing, video, well now more so for video now than ever with IGTV. And now there's stories, which is something that they copied from Snapchat, uh, as well as other things. So why are we talking about Instagram? Why do I bring this up? As I said before, there's a lot of chatter in the community, photographers, creators, models, you name it. People are frustrated just on various things. Various things being censorship being number one, um, being shadow banned. And granted, Instagram has its rules, its terms and conditions. However, a lot of artists and photographers alike, including myself, have found that Instagram is the go-to place to engage with people that are not necessarily creators or photographers themselves, aka small businesses and such. That's a pro. The good things about Instagram being that there are a lot of people on there, uh, including Facebook. Facebook owns it now, so it has that one billion plus people that don't necessarily have Instagram, but they can easily get on there with Facebook now. So that's a pro. So you have a lot of people, a lot of eyes. That's something that Facebook has been capitalizing on for well, for a long time since its creation. They that's that's what they do. They're the number crunchers, the data miners, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, while we talk about this, it is like I said, it's a good place to engage. It's a good place to find models. It's a good place to find photographers. It's a good place to find makeup artists, etc. So we know the good things about Instagram. The bad things, as I mentioned, censorship, nudity. As far as the terms and conditions are concerned for Instagram, nudity is allowed as long as it's artistic and doesn't show any genitalia. Uh, but that's very loose and a lot of people have been getting shadow banned for even putting even that up as well now instagram is cracking down a lot more on things that are quote-unquote sensitive or enters that gray or black or red area how however they see because to them it's money to them they see, well, somebody's pissed off, but they see nudity or whatever. Now you have to understand, because Instagram has a lot of people in its community, a lot of eyes, it's also mainstream. It is the mainstream social platform as far as photo sharing, video, etc., etc. I'm not gonna talk about YouTube because that's a different story. But as far as photo sharing platform for 
for photographers, creators, models, makeup artists, content creators, etc. It is the number one mainstream place to go. And because it's mainstream, that means the bar is lower. It means the common denominator is also lower, which means that things such as nudity, anything sexual, sensual, that sort of thing, now becomes more of a taboo. Not everybody accepts it, and we realize that. And because of this, because of the lower denominator that Facebook slash Instagram has set, a lot of artists, photographers, models, etc. feel alienated. They don't have a place to go. They don't have a place to share their art freely without censorship. Even if it is already censored, people will get shadow banned, etc even after the fact. The other thing is it's algorithmic based. Basically, Instagram started out as a serial feed. Like I would post something, it would show up. Say three people post something, it would show up from beginning to end. Chronologically, now, given the fact that there are so many people on the platform, I can understand why an algorithm has been built because just to, I guess, basically explain it, there are a lot of people posting at the same time. We're talking millions. And if you follow 100 people, that's a lot of, that's about 100, right? Some people follow 1,000 people, which is crazy. Well, I follow a part, I pretty much a thousand people myself, so. But the algorithm originally, I believe, and don't quote me on this, correct me if I'm wrong, but originally it was made to alleviate that. Now, the algorithm is more, it's more so different than ever that if you have so many likes, follows, and all that stuff, you pretty much get put to the top. So if you have lower, like a lower number, such as like, oh, I got, you know, 500 or so followers, then you're gonna, you're gonna be on this tier. Now, I don't know how they have the algorithm. I, I don't know how it works. Most people don't know how it works exactly because it keeps changing. So that's a pro and there's also a con. If you've got a lot of followers, that's good for you because your stuff's gonna show up. It's gonna show up on the spotlight via hashtag or whatever. On the other side of that, if you have if you have very little people following you, you're not gonna show up as many times as those people that have those followers. Numbers. It's a numbers game. It's a numbers game with Instagram, and whether you are whether you have a lot of followers, it's a pro. It's a con if you don't. If you're somewhere in the middle, you're, already, you're gonna be constantly being like, okay, what the hell's going on? Which is what I'm hearing right now. A lot of people are sharing their work. However, for some reason, they're losing followers or for some reason, they're unfollowing people involuntarily, which means even myself, 
sometimes I find that I have unfollowed somebody even though I didn't physically unfollow them. Can and somebody explain that? And they probably won't be able to because it's something to do with their algorithm and whether you engage with that person or not. So that's a pro and that's also a con. So we just talked about some pros and cons of Instagram and what do you think? What are your personal opinion about it? And um, basically what I'm seeing is a lot of, like I said, a lot of chatter, a lot of people talking right now, they're frustrated. I'm personally frustrated, which is why I'm, I'm making this podcast in the first place. Over time, my frustration has grown to the point where, you know what, I don't, I don't really care. Yes, I care that people are engaging in, you know, my work, looking at it. Hey, it's great. Awesome. And I, I honestly, I do appreciate that. I appreciate the people that do follow me and that actually get engaged and like my content. I do appreciate that as a person, as a business and as a brand that's developing. I forgot to really introduce myself, but I am a photographer myself. And one of the things that I have been endeavoring to do is build up my brand. And I've been having a very hard time because I'm finding that Instagram is more, is becoming more and more like a rat race where you just have to keep, you have to keep pumping in, you have to keep pumping out stuff, you have to keep fueling the fire, you know, keep pumping the coal in there and keep your stuff going. And, and the more you do it, the more you, you keep going and going and going, the more engagement, the more follows, the more people you have that'll They'll follow you, they'll like your stuff, they'll comment on your stuff, and that's pretty much how the algorithm works, is you have to keep doing this over and over and over and over and over. And it's like a rat race, you just keep going and going and going until, it's like, where is the payoff? Now understand, the payoff, if you're a business, is word of mouth, right? People see your work eventually, they, they may share your work, they may like your work, and then the more likes you get, the more your photo or video or whatever shows up on other people's feeds, they'll like it. It's a constant, constant thing that just keeps going and on and on and on and on and on. And I, and I frankly, I myself, I've gotten frustrated to the point where I have already branched out to different social media platforms, including Twitter, which I'm not gonna really talk about, but I will mention it as a place. I, I think Twitter is kind of like in a middle ground. Not, It's not so much a place, a great place to share, but it's a great place. It's a, a moderate place, I would say. It's a, it's a moderate place to share your work. It's a moderate place to engage with other people. It's kind of like, it's in the middle of all, all these different social media platforms. But that's pretty much all I'm gonna say about Twitter. The only thing I will mention again about Twitter is there are different things taken from Twitter that are kind of mimicked throughout some of the other social platforms I'm gonna talk about. 
later in this podcast. So now I've talked about some of the pros and cons, and I really want to just talk about something really quickly before I go to the next segment here. But when Instagram was created, I think for the most part, the creators at the time wanted to make something that most people would be able to just, you know, hey, I'm going to snap a picture of what I'm doing, post it up, and people would engage or not engage. It wasn't like, it wasn't like something that, oh, now I have to fabricate my life, which people do and other people don't. And a lot of people don't do that, but some people, well, well I'd say most people do. And not intentionally, but this has become another, another con. The other thing that Instagram has created over time is that people will only post up a lot of, you know, oh, I'm doing great, I'm doing fine, kind of like this, this fabricated lifestyle. I, nothing wrong with that as long as you're truthful about it because, I mean, I post, I, I strive to post my best work now. Like I said, I originally started posting just like random stuff. Now, being that I'm more serious, in, as a photographer, I post, I have, I have two accounts. So one account, I post mostly models. That's kind of like my portfolio on Instagram to, to basically promote and share my work. That's something else I wanted to talk about. The difference between sharing your work with, say, the community, photographers, models, etc., and then promoting your work to, say, for clients or potential clients. So, going back to Instagram's original thought was, I honestly believe that, and this is how I started out, Instagram was a place to share just life, whatever. And and then Snapchat came out. Snapchat became a different way of doing that with people that are more close to you. I'm not going to talk about Snapchat because I'm not really talking about social media platforms in general. I don't see that Snapchat fits in the categories that I'm really talking about. But you you could consider it an honorable mention. So anyways, over time, and I actually wanted to, to do a podcast just strictly on this, but podcast, or not podcast, Instagram has become something more of like what cosmopolitan is. You go, you walk in a, after you do your groceries, you, you're checking out, you see the cosmopolitan there, it's just, you see this beautiful woman on the, on the cover, and for a long time, and people probably still do it to this day, it's like, oh, that's the standard. That's the standard I have to live up to now. Instagram has become something like there's a standard of what your life has to be. It has to be this perfect, pristine thing or whatever you might define that as. It's there. The thought process, the psychological aspect of it is there. That Instagram has become somewhat of a monster and 
that's part of the problem. Now, I'm not going to really talk about the psychological aspect of that. I just want to mention it because I believe the original creators wanted something different, and that's how Instagram started out. Now, Instagram is more of a Facebook extension to share photos and video. And we know, if you don't know, Facebook has always wanted to compete with YouTube in regards to video sharing. This is nothing new. Facebook has its own video thing now and has had it for the past couple years or something like that. Now they have IGTV, Instagram, the photo sharing. They know that Instagram is a powerhouse for photo sharing, video sharing, etc. And because they have, they know this, they also utilize it as a way to post ads, which didn't used to be the case, by the way. Now, the app is so ad-ridden, it, it's ridiculous. And some of the ads are pretty cool, but again, this kind of takes us back to square one and something that I'm going to just say because I believe that Instagram is a shadow of its former self and it's only going to get worse and it will become obsolete because of that you know the most mainstream product isn't always the best product I can compare this with anything, really. Pizza, computers, etc., etc., etc. It doesn't matter. It may be the most popular, it may be the most mainstream, but it's not the best platform. If you're a photographer, if you're a creator. It may be good, yes, to promote your work, get your name out there, and so people that people can see your stuff, but as far as art let's just face it, Facebook is out to make money. Instagram is only a tool for that means. And as a means to their end. So they're going to capitalize, make you run this rat race, and you'll keep doing it and doing it. And, and I see it every day. People are frustrated. like, why is my stuff not getting this engagement? And why am I not getting enough likes? You know? That's just a little bit. And I, I see it every day. So, I talked about, I just talked about the pros and cons of Instagram, what, you, what Facebook, well, not Facebook, what Instagram used to be. And now what it is. It's become a monster. And it, it and I believe this monster, algorithmic or whatever, now just discriminately bans you delete your post and it can and it will if it sees fit to do that because basically you you violated their terms you violate their you violated the agreement and they can do what they want because it's free you didn't pay for it you're using a platform that they 
use now to push ads in your face, shove it on your throat, as well as the people that you engage with, etc., etc., etc. It's a business. It's nothing personal. That's how you have to look at it. That's Instagram as we know now. So let's talk about something else. The next thing, um, <laughs> can't talk. Next segment, I'm going to talk about the closest apps to Instagram and beyond. Stay tuned. Welcome back, welcome back. So in this segment, I'm going to talk about the closest apps to Instagram and beyond. Mainly it breaks down to if you're looking for alternatives to Instagram. I feel that the list I'm about to give you is some of the best that I've seen for various reasons. I share on each platform for various reasons, so I don't use all of the platforms for the same reason. So platforms I'm gonna talk about are Vero, Flickr, 500 pixels or 500px, and slash Upic. And I say that because is actually pretty similar, similar to 500px. So I have my notes here, and I actually took notes uh, on every platform I've been using over time, including the new ones. The ones I just mentioned I've been using for quite a while. So I'm going to start with Vero. And these are in no particular order. As you know, Vero is one of the newest of the bunch, uh, actually the newest of the three or four here is Vero. Now, let's talk about, well, first I wanna say that every app, besides, uh, not so much Vero, but what I'm gonna say is that most of these apps, if not all, were made with the creator in mind with the photographer in mind, the visual storyteller in mind. Vero is unique because the CEO isn't necessarily a creator himself. And I'm gonna talk about this because this is gonna be the main thing that most people are gonna talk about is the, the conspiracy, the something with the CEO happened and one of those things happened to be he was the correct me if I'm wrong I've just collected this from different articles I've read before I get into the app I just want to state what this is really quickly so there was a company he was the deputy CEO of he basically took over because his father was assassinated he took over for a bit and 2014, 2014, 
2014-2015 times frame, the company that he had, and I say had because allegedly he stopped working with the company in 2013. And 2014-2015 is when the shit hit the fan. They lost funding from the government. And a lot of shit went down. Shit meaning that people weren't getting paid, contracts weren't being being fulfilled because of it, etc., etc. Basically, it came down to politics. His company basically got X'd out by the government. It was no longer being funded. And as a result, a lot of people were stuck they weren't getting paid, etc., etc., etc. I would look at. I would honestly tell you to look it up, do your homework before using any social platform for whatever reason, because you just don't know. So now that that's out of the way, I want to tell you some good things about Vero. First and foremost, Vero is pretty much the closest you can get to Instagram as possible. With any other social media platform out there, Vero is one of the closest in design and what you can do. Meaning, just using it personally, I use it for the same reason I use Instagram. And I would say that Vero is one of the better alternatives out there if you want to use it, say, for promoting yourself out there to a worldwide audience of people that aren't necessarily photographers and creators because there's a lot of different people that use Vero for very different reasons. Even the director, of uh, what is it Man of Steel um, Zach Zack Snyder he uses Vero and I see his post all the time but then again I believe he actually has um, he has some kind of pool I'm not exactly sure what that is but he has some kind of pool with Vero so yeah he's pretty big in that social media universe. So, Vero actually, because it came out in about 2015, it's it's been becoming a growing platform over time. And only because of the whole shadiness with the CEO, allegedly, that it hasn't taken on as much as it could have. Like I said, do your homework. And uh, I'm just gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it at that. My opinion about the app, as far as I've been using it, I've been using it for, I would say, a little over or less than a year. I started sometime last year, around this time, and that was the first time I had heard about it because prior to that, I had never heard of it, never knew it existed, and now here it is. It is not a dead app. In fact, I've been getting some decent um, engagement with it a lot more lately because I've been sharing more 
on it and I've been shearing on and off because I don't always I don't always think about it like like I said Instagram is kind of the forefront as far as promotion for me but I again I've been really desiring to push off from Instagram and not stop using it entirely but branch out because I believe that branching out to different platforms is important anyways you don't want to get stuck using one platform because that platform could just say you know hey screw it we're shutting down and I've actually been on two platforms like that where shit just wasn't you know it wasn't catching on and all of a sudden it shuts down and I'm not saying that because an app is not popular as Instagram you should not give it a second look you shouldn't give it a, you should give every I think you should give every different social media platform that you deem interesting enough to share on there some kind of look because more than likely there are people on there that think the same thing like hey I'm tired of Instagram I want to use something different some good things about um, not Instagram but Vero one there are no censorship. You can post, well, within reason. I don't think you can post any, like, pornographic stuff or, like, hardcore, ero, like, erotic stuff on there. But you can post nudity. Nudity is allowed. And people post it we can show nipples I don't know so much about genitalia but nipples are allowed free the nipple hashtag free the nipple okay and a lot of these apps that was my main question you know could I post and it not be a problem if I post nudity for example back every app that I looked at beyond Instagram you can post nudity so I, I'm gonna state it again but I'm just putting it out there that nudity is allowed however some apps you can only post so much and, and there's specific things you probably can't post so I would honestly I don't really I don't personally post or take photos of genitalia in particular but if it does come up there's something within the terms and conditions you should really look at in regards to whatever platform you decide to get on so another plus of Vero we can post full resolution photos now keep in mind that everyone's internet isn't the same and I'm not sure exactly um, how photos will load up whether Vero just posts a very minimum resolution version of it on its like say you know you have the tiles right like like Instagram has the tile the tiles and then you can click on it to look at it I'm not sure how that comes into play but just be wary that if you post a full resolution photo that's gonna take five minutes to load in some places you know just keep that in mind 
So you can post high resolution photos on Vero and it won't get cropped. Another thing about Vero is you can set the crop to whatever you want. It's not a four by five. You can set it to freaking 16 by nine if you really want to. I don't see too many people do that, but you can, or nine by 16. Very, very skinny photo, but you can. There are no restrictions, so that's a plus. What else? And a lot of people use it for general purpose. Like I said, it is the closest thing to Instagram in regards to the platforms I looked at. And again, not just photographers use it, but other people like movie directors, makeup artists. So it's usually it's, it's like a general purpose Instagram that you can post nudity on full resolution photos and was one of those apps that was supposed to be the Instagram killer. Now again, again, Instagram is more mainstream, more people on there. So Vero doesn't have as many people, but it is growing. So keep an eye on that. The next app I want to talk about is Flickr. Now, Flickr was another app that took me some time to get on, but again, I finally got on there. And it's been around since 2004, which is one of the oldest social media platforms in regards to photographers and artists that there is. One of the oldest. One of the most important things you should know about Flickr, and this is also a pro, is that it was finally bought by an artist smug mug so keep that in mind it was bought it's exchanged hands over year over time it's been sluggish but one of the main things is it has one of the largest communities as far as photographers and artists so it's kind of an app that was created with the photographer artists in mind and originally it was one of those apps like Instagram where you could just post anything up there and it was like cool but again it's not it hasn't become like Instagram where it's like oh it's cosmopolitan I'm living this life kind of thing it's not like the selfie um, narcissistic app that Instagram has become but it's become more of an artist community where People post a lot of their good stuff, their great work, um, and also one of the most, like I said, one of the things I looked at as far as the criteria I'm looking for uh, is not only for myself, but other people that are asking or chatting about it, having discussions, like, you know, why, you know, is there something better out there? That's always going to be the question. And for what reason? So, Flickr, you can post nudity. You can pretty much post anything in regards to nudity, eroticism, sensual, and even porn. And I see porn on there, or even artistic porn. I think you can only, I honestly believe that you can post artistic porn but as far as like porn like mainstream general 
stuff. I don't believe you can post that, but don't quote me on that, but I know you can post up to pornographic art. Now there are, there's a difference, and I'm not gonna really go into that right now, but there's a difference between regular porn, artistic porn. You can see, you can tell when you look at it, okay? But you also gotta be 18 plus to go in those groups. So another great thing about Flickr is that there's a shitload of groups and communities out there that has their very different niches. There's some for landscape, there's some for pornographic art, there's some for just nudes, some for black and white, some for general, you can post whatever the hell you want. And just for me using it is so it has a web version and it has a, a mobile version. Uh, right now, I've been having issues getting on the server, so I think they're working on something. As I said before, they just changed hands to Smug Mug, so there's actually there's a lot of work going on right now. Uh, major facelifts are happening to the app. It's becoming more streamlined, and as before, it was more sluggish. It's becoming more better and better, as I've seen it just in the last in the last, I've, I've only been on it for several months, and I just signed up for Pro so I can post as many photos as I want on there. One thing about that is that before many people could post as many photos on there, and Pro would get you, I forgot what I gave you, but now if you have a free account, which you can, you can post up to a thousand photos on there. And a thousand could be whatever resolution you want it to be. It just stops at a thousand, which is a lot. That's a that's both a pro and a con. Uh, when you do get pro, you get unlimited. You can put whatever you want on there, as many photos as you desire. The other good thing about Flickr is it's good storage place to put your photos uh, if you're looking to. If you're looking for a place to store your photos, so it's good. It's not only good for storage, but it's also good for sharing. So when I talk about sharing a photo, you're basically sharing. It's like I said, it's pretty much a platform, artists for artists, um, artists for artists. So not necessarily brands are going to be looking on there, but it's a good place to get inspiration and to be inspired by other artists photographers or visual storytellers or whatever so keep that in mind uh, that was pretty much the criteria I use for every platform that I, I have reviewed as up to this point another thing you can photos can be whatever resolution possible prior to the, the smug bug smug bug yeah can't talk smug bug takeover Smug bug, smug mug, as in face. <laughs> Prior to that, I believe you could only post up to a certain resolution if you had a free account. Now, or no, actually, I take that back. You could post up to like one terabyte for free, and now they've rescinded that, and I believe, well, 
this is my thoughts on it. They've pretty much changed the business model to something that's more, not so much lucrative, but sustainable. Over time, Flickr has become a unsustainable app and as a result being bought out or owned by Yahoo and in Verizon, etc., etc. It's, again, you know, companies like Yahoo and Verizon don't have the best intention for artists. So it was just like, okay, we have this, this thing with a lot of people in it. What are we going to do with it? And they did absolutely nothing. Now that smug mug has taken over, I've seen a lot of positive changes. Even, even I don't mind paying to be a pro member just to have, like, there's a lot of perks that come with that, actually. If you look into it, like, I can pull it up right now. And just becoming a pro member, that gives you a lot of perks. Hopefully the server is up and running. I've been having issues with it all day, unfortunately. Yep, I'm having issues right now. Okay. It was fine yesterday. Today is one of those days. It's, the fee is just not coming up right. So I'm going to have to just... Let me see if I can... Hold on a second. Okay, so I'm going to open the app in a different browser because I believe that that might be... There's some kind of setting that I tapped in that's just messing my stuff up right now so bear with me on this oh man holy cow i just got a lot of notifications damn it okay one second so as i'm getting to the perks part of the app when you first get to the app well actually i'm on a web version right now so on a web version it says find your inspiration join the flicker community home to tens of billions of photos and two million groups. Yeah, that's a lot of groups. If you if you don't know what group to join, I will suggest looking me up and finding, and I'm, I'm having a little issue with, because I have a lot of groups that I'm in right now. You can even create a group. You can, you can create your own group, and I might actually do that. I'm looking to doing that. It's something I actually did on Google Plus when I was still around and well Google Plus is one of those things that it was great but it never caught on it caught on for a bit it caught on for niche people niche groups of people but it never caught on as far as a mainstream audience okay so right now the page is not working um yeah it's doing the pinwheel thing right now Okay, well, I, the perks that I know of is you can get certain percentages percentages off of certain things like Adobe Creative, for example. I think there's a 15% off thing, and there's there's other things, there's other perks in there, and they've and they've been building that up over time. So prior to the Smug Mug, there were no perks. There were none of that existed. So it's it's going in the right direction but it's gonna take time to, I guess, regain its glory. And Flickr as, as a name is pretty big in itself already. There are a lot of people that are on there. Even some of the photographers that I know in person, they're on there. It's just that if you're looking, and remember when I say this, 
there is nothing that's going to be exactly the same as instagram if you're looking for that and if you want instagram stay on instagram that's fine but if everything else that i am going to talk about today there are some similarities there's pros and there's cons there's nothing that's going to be exactly the same what you're looking for whether it's engagement whether it's likes or whatever Flickr has um between Flickr and Vero I've gotten more engagement on Flickr uh especially more recently not that I haven't gotten any on Vero I get some on Vero but there's a more bigger photography community on Flickr in numbers and in groups as mentioned there's hundreds thousands millions it's crazy and you can you can create your own group on Flickr. You can post your photos and high resolution whatever freaking um, megapixels you want, whatever crop you want. There's a lot of pluses that comes with Flickr. Flickr is the I would say Flickr is one of the best platforms for posting engagement and sharing out of Vero and Flickr. I might I might make a comparison video la- later on, like an actual video showing the comparisons. But I'm just going over it audibly so you can hear. No censorship in reason. Yes. The rules you can you can post any nudity, but you can't obviously you can't post child pornography or anything crazy like that for various reasons. Thank you, Flickr, for stating that because people would probably do that. As we know with Tumblr, Tumblr, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I was on Tumblr for a little bit off and on. I don't understand why that's become like the go-to place for porn. I'm not talking about just like artistic porn. I'm talking like everything. Anything goes. That became like the wild, wild west and then suddenly they shut it all down. They were like, you know what? We're not gonna do it no more. Tumblr became this, this friendly, like, hey, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna appeal to everybody, you know. And then again, Tumblr is owned by Verizon, so you have to remember that they may not have the artists and creators' intent in mind. They don't give a shit about that. They care about numbers, people, and the mainstream general public. It's all I care about. So you have to remember that there's a balance between the general public, which again, the common denominator may not be all for nudity or anything beyond that. And there's also the spectrum where us creators, photographers, content creators, and visual artists are that we accept that. We accept that because it's fine. The human body is beautiful. Just remember that everybody doesn't believe and think the same way. But as a whole, I'm not saying that every artist, every photographer agrees with that statement. I'm just saying that I personally agree with it. I don't have a problem with it, but there are people that do. And if you do have a problem with it, you don't have to be on the platform. In fact, there's um not so much Flickr. Flickr 
you can join whatever community you want and your stream um, you can follow whoever you want and that stuff will appear in your stream just like on Instagram or Vero so every I think every actually every platform I'm going to talk about is a stream related so everything has a stream you follow you can share Flickr is one of the main ones that has a lot of communities in it or I would say a lot of groups another good thing about just um, another good thing about Flickr in general is that in the app or the web version of it you can create your own albums and you can create galleries galleries are pretty much made up of other people's photos that you liked and that you've added to your galleries automatically there will be a gallery called faves and if you like somebody else's photo that photo will show up in there and that will be like all of your favorite photos of all time that will be in that gallery this is gonna be a long segment it seems like I'm already at 30 minutes holy shit um, so Flickr is a very strong photography community or just visual storyteller but I I haven't really seen much else people on there uh, the other good thing the, the other good feature that I like about Flickr is that it has the EXIF data if you don't know what that is look it up otherwise it will show various aspects like your settings your camera you took when you took the picture you know if you shot with a 50 with a 50 millimeter at a shutter speed of 200 that's going to show up on there and if you have various like programs like Lightroom you can limit whatever that is the data you don't have to expose it all but I, I post it all up there anyways and I think it's important especially if you're a beginner photographer or just someone that's like just curious like I want to know what setting he shot that at you can look it up not everybody not every photographer has that information on their photos because some people either they scrub it or they leave it off or just forget about it like I I, I use capture one and for some reason I didn't have the setting turned on so a lot of my photos don't have the EXIF data on there which is weird because I, I that's the, one of the reasons why I joined Flickr was because of that actually a friend of mine got me on Flickr I had, it took me some time to get on Flickr I was actually using 500px prior to that um, and I'm gonna talk about 500px right after this so so that's Flickr basically in a nutshell it's very strong photography based community with a lot of groups you can join anything goes up to a certain extent so very little censorship the only censorship that exists is things you shouldn't be doing anyways so just something to leave you with you can gain inspiration on there uh, you can build your own group start your own group manage your own group you can join as many groups as you want you can build albums galleries from other people's work so you're inspired by that later in the future for future reference 
and the EXIF data from camera which you can view from other photographers as well as your own. So that's a plus. And you can put high resolution photos on there at whatever crop you damn, damn well want to put on there. So just, just some good things to know about Flickr. So. So next, I'm gonna talk about 500px. Uh, it's actually a, a community I've, I've been on prior to Flickr. And I use 500px mostly for landscape, urban, street photography, that sort of thing. Very little portraits I post on there, but I could use it for that if I really wanted to. I, I pretty much started using it to branch, this is when I first started branching out from Instagram and I figured like, hey, there's gotta be more out there. There's gotta be communities, communities with photographers and artists in mind, right? And 500px was one of my first. Like I said, these are in no particular order. If anything, I got on barrel last of these three. Now I mentioned a U, U is in Y O U. Pick, was it U pick? You pick was very similar or is very similar to 500px. And that wind is really blowing hard. Here is the thing about 500p or not 500 but why you pick. Now they are very similar however Here's the thing, New Pick now has a premium, and you, I think, you can only be premium to actually be on it. I used to have an account way back in the day, like way back in the day, it was like a year ago, and then I stopped. I didn't put anything on it. I didn't share on it. I didn't do anything with it because I was already on 500px, which is similar. At the time, 500px had a premium version. You could be on there for free. You could you can post, you can share, you can do pretty much everything you wanted for free. The only thing you really paid for was the academy thing or tutorials, which 500px used to have. They don't have that anymore. And when you go to their your site, just just because you can't see it. And again, I may make a video of this later in the future, but. Just so you can't see it, this is what it says when you first get to, to the site. And remember, remember, they also have a mobile app version. So let's see, 500px, the global network for photographers, so you already know it's a photographer community. Discover and share the world's best photos. Get inspired with incredible photos from a diverse styles and genres around the world. We're not guided by fads, just great photographies. This is, a, is obviously a jab at Instagram as being a fad or a trend. Just putting that out there. Stay motivated to create your best work. Push your creative boundaries. Test your photos with real-time community feedback from our automatic ranking system. Pulse and challenge yourself to score higher. Discover photos. 
So there's a discover section. I can't look at Flickr right now, but Flickr has a section that's similar as well as Vera where you can go and just like search or you can just look to see what's on the stream on, on, the, on the main feed and you can find whatever you want. Um, gain global exposure, reach a worldwide audience that really cares about photography. Share your work with millions of photographers and find out how your photos stack up. So here's the thing about 500px. And I think it's pretty cool. If I can just sign up here real quick, hold on. Now, after you sign up, you can sign up with a Google account or use your email or Facebook. So it's pretty easy. Uh, one of the, another thing, well, I'm gonna go through this real quick, but, so I just pulled up my feed here and it will, it comes up with recommended photos like based on your activity. I think that's pretty cool. So it's always changing. It's never gonna be the same every time you come on here. I can refresh it maybe and, and it'll change, but um, again, there's no censorship. I, I, don't, I don't know as far, I know you can do nudity. Uh, genitalia, I'm not really sure on that. Again, that's something I don't really shoot. So if you do, I would highly recommend that you find out if any genitalia bef below the belt is permitted. I haven't really seen it on here, so I'm just I'm just gonna say that it's probably not permitted on 500px. That's not that's not a bad thing. It's just what it is what it is. But I will say this: that uh, any nudity, nudity that does appear, and I think it can be seen as annoying, but it can also be seen as a good thing because it can appear in the mainstream any nudity for example you have to like it'll show up i believe it's on the app or if you're not signed in it will show up as you have to you know you have to tap on it there's like a black like a black um a black screen like a black um overlay over the photo itself and it'll say like well it's it's sensitive and you have to click on it to view it so that, that can be a little annoying, but for the most part, it's not something, it's not a deal breaker for me. Uh, apparently they have these new quests now and you can submit your photo to these quests, kind of like contest. That's actually new. I don't remember them having that. Anyways, last photo I shared was a photo that I took of Skytree when I was in Japan, that was like two weeks ago. I'm gonna go to this photo real quick. If you haven't seen this photo, you can see it on 500px as well as my Instagram on my Mystic Mind Eye account. As far as engagement, because everybody wants to know about engagement, it's very important to have engagement. So, 
In 500px, there is what they call a pulse. A pulse will tell you, I'll just read verbatim. It's a score out of 100 points that measures how popular a photo is. Pulse is calculated by an algorithm, which is unique to 500px and is based on likes and activity on your photo from the community. The Pulse algorithm was designed to promote daily, daily exposure of new photographers, new photograph, oh, new photographs or photos and photographers. I got a Pulse of 80.8 and 34 views. It's popular. Anything below that, it's pretty much like it's, it's a rising star or it's just starting out, surprising star, popular is the peak. So I think anything 80 and above is like, you're, you're popular, but that can vary really. It depends on what people are looking at. So that was my last post I put on about two weeks ago. And again, the great thing about 500px, much like Flickr is you can, you can post EXIF data Mine is I shot my D750, Nikon, 50mm, at F7, ISO 100. You can also categorize your photo and it'll be found through the category. Mine is city and architecture. You can also, well, actually, hashtags don't work. Hashtags do work on Vero. I forgot to mention that. Hashtags and links work on Vero. Uh, hashtags, I believe, do work on Flickr, and you can make tags. On 500px, hashtags do not work, but you can create tags and search. You can also do searches with tags as well. Something to note. Again, there's a discovery option. You can look at popular photos, upcoming photos, fresh photos. That was uh, basically the tiers I just mentioned. Um, editor's choice, galleries, and you can hit up directories, and there's groups and perks as well. I'm just kind of going through really quickly here, because I know this is going to be like a forever freaking podcast, but I keep going at this rate. (laughs) So, like Flickr, this is new also, they have perks in here. They have perks where, like, say, you can get 10% off your website, Squarespace, or... Just various things. Something that's very new. Should look up 500. Who's on, who owns that now? I actually forgot what I left off of. But as far as just just to mention this out, as far as engagement from the community, I between Flickr and 500px, it's kind of hard to gauge because I've actually asked people like you know for feedback in a couple of groups on 500px i would say the engagement's a little bit better there as far as that goes as far as Flickr, you'll get the likes people will follow your work that kind of thing more so than say 500px and have i mean i i again i've been using 500px off and on so i've kind of like kind of shot myself in the foot a little bit but again, like, just kind of like putting myself, I think the structure of the groups is a little bit better on Finder PX. But again, I don't think they have as many groups as Flickr still. 
So again, most of my work on here is like landscape or or urban street. I have one one portrait on here of one of my model friends. That's it. Now, according to my profile here, they have this thing called affection. I have a 503, 3006 photo views, 16 followers, 120 followers. Following, I'm following 120 people. And I have another good thing about Finder PX, you can make your own galleries just like in Flickr. You can also, when you like a photo, you can also place it into whatever gallery you want. Now again, these are photos from various people, so you can also, let's see here. You can create albums and let's see here. I'm just trying to go over here because I don't it's been a while since I actually dived in here I just want I, I just want to make sure you guys know but let's see organize your profile am I a pro user I did buy pro a long time ago but Again, Pro back then, uh, about a year and a half ago, they had tutorials and stuff, and it was basically what the academy is of UPIC now, where you would watch these videos, and they would tell you, like, hey, how do you do this thing? And before that shut down, I pretty much downloaded every video I could possibly get before that went away. So now they don't have it anymore, so I'm trying to just think, like, what are what could I pay for you know if if you hmm so just random but I did find a picture that was sensitive and so the black overlay says adult content this content is for mature audiences only user discretion is advised click this photo to view the photo I click it for some reason I noticed a lot, and this could just be, you know, the photographer just forgot that the setting was there because you you, ha you have to physically set it yourself, or somebody will flag it and it will like be put in that status. But similar to Flickr, because Flickr you you have to actually set your photo to like either safe moderate or restricted restricted pretty much mean there's there's genitalia involved moderate i you can show like nipples but nothing more than that that's it and safe is like safe for everybody and like mainstream everybody to see so i like how they got it structured on here um uh, yeah a lot of photos for some reason they get either flagged Either the, the photographer got to unset that content for mature audiences, or I don't know. But anyway, that's that's one of the things you have to be concerned with. It's not a deal breaker again. It's just something you should know. But the thing that makes Flickr and 500px similar is again the groups. Um, I don't know how many groups are on there, but. I feel like the engagement's a little bit more on the 500px side 
Um, there are there are seemingly a lot more people with Flickr that use it, and I get a lot of. Well, I've been getting a. Well, my following's been growing on there as well as the likes for the photos. If that's something you're interested, in. and obviously, I like I said, I do appreciate getting the likes. I do appreciate getting the follows from people are following, just because there's people out there that are looking, you know, for inspiration or they may just like your work. The same thing. I like and follow whatever I like, so I like that engagement there. Now, one thing you can do with 500 picks that I, I don't think you can do with Flickr um, is license your photos so you can actually make money from your photos um, through commercial licensing. That's one feature on 500 picks. I haven't used it personally, but that, 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 it, I can't talk, I can't talk to you. But that is a feature you can use. And as I keep going down the list, there are going to be more and more platforms where you can actually do that and make money through selling your photo, which is something you can't do with Vero, and I don't believe it's something you can do with Flickr. At least not something, not, not something that I've seen. And as far as the pro version of 500px, so in free, you can actually, you can post up to seven photos a week. So you can post basically a photo a day and if you pay then you can post an unlimited amount of photos so for free you can only post seven photos a week which is fine i i don't post very often anyways but that's just something you should know so every everyone has their you know pros and cons i gotta really look into um this is more of an overview like i said i don't want to like dive so deep into it where this is going to take forever so with that said I've gone over three apps that I believe are the closest to Instagram and beyond as far as the the criteria I was looking for and just how every like each and every interface is all of these apps they have a web both a well, actually I don't know about Vero I don't use the web version of Vero but I do use the app version every app has a web and mobile version so you're more freely you can you can share to these apps or upload to these apps any photos you have from your phone which is something you can do obviously with Instagram um, every app in some way shape or form uh, actually I would say that Vero is the only app out of these three that weren't that isn't created by a photographer or a creator or owned by one uh, more so it's Flickr now owned by smug mug a photographer's paradise in, in some way shape or form and then 500px slash you pick uh, I don't really know much about UPIC. I've just looked at it a little bit, so I didn't really talk about it. Uh, as far as, like I said, every all 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 three of these apps have variant censorship. So nudity is of course permitted in all of these. Now between Flickr has, I, I believe. 
Flickr has the most relaxed. You can post up to artistic porn on there and it'll be fine. As far as, far as 500px and Vero, and I still have to confirm this, you need, I would highly suggest looking at the terms and conditions of like anything that's beyond like genitalia, like type nudity. So just so you know, uh, all interfaces are about the same. Uh, they're in string fashion. Uh, more so, Vero is the closest. Flickr is, if you remember what Google Plus looks like, that's pretty much what that is. I'm pretty sure Google Plus or Flickr pulled from each other and they got kind of that the stream where it's variant. So you have like the two sides, at least on the web version, you have the two sides of, you know, photos on each side of the stream and you can go post, you can stream or you can view and review uh, one certain posts will have the artist or photographer and then there's others there are others that, are, that include like the activity of a group that you're in and it'll post like a few photos and then if there's more it'll be like plus however many that were posted in so many uh in so much like time like 24 hours or something i don't know i don't, I don't know what the time but like last five hours or whatever and it'll show that now that does update when you go in there and say you look at a few of those photos and you go back to your your feed it will update to the one you haven't looked at or or liked yet so i think that's pretty cool uh 500px uh web version as well as the web version i know for sure the stream is like two sides and then the web version is only you have that one stream similar to instagram in some respects just like Flickr as well so i think that's it uh i again i've talked about vero Flickr, and 500px uh with a little pinch of hue pick uh, if i miss something please let me know I, i'm gonna end this segment on that Personally, I like all three apps and platforms for various reasons. Vero, I would say, has the least amount of engagement that I'm more accustomed to, like, say, on Instagram. But between Flickr and 500px, it's kind of hard to tell. And the engagement is actually in different areas. So, like, if you're looking for more, like, feedback... I think you can really get it from Flickr, to be honest. People do respond, and people are attentive. But again, you the the thing that, about Flickr that can be a little bit disorienting is that there are a lot of groups, a lot, and there there may be a lot of groups about a similar thing or a similar theme or type of photography that you'll get lost in. So that's something. It's not a deal breaker, again, it's just something you could get lost in. Uh, 500px, on the other hand, I, I believe their groups are more organized, so there's not like 20 of the same type of group. I might be wrong, I haven't looked at all the groups in 500px, but I know for sure, and I know for certain that in Flickr, 
there's a lot of groups about the same thing. So you just pretty much have to be more attentive to whatever group that you follow. In Flickr, if you're looking for like say the top 10, and to be honest, I I searched for like the top best Flickr groups there are, and I found a few, but they were, again, this, this app and platform has been around for since 2004, so a lot of these groups and top 10 are like a few years old, and I would really, really like to see something current, even if I have to go through myself, which I know that will be a job in itself, so I'm just, anyways, I want to end it there, I know this segment is coming up to an hour long, and I might actually break this podcast into two parts because it's that long, so we'll see, Uh, stay tuned to either the next segment or the next episode, you'll find out in the next segment. But also, if you have any feedback or insight on anything that I've talked about up to this point in this segment, please, by all means, put in the comment section, drop it below, and I'll get back to you. And it's something I, I, I can always talk about in a new podcast, and I, I will be, I'll be gladly to do that for anybody. If you ask a question, I would love to either, one, look into an app more and find out if there's something that you want to know about but again do your homework do your own homework because i'm not i'm not gonna like be here i'm gonna sit here and do everything for you like i have these accounts already like i'm already in there so sometimes you, you just have to dive in and that's what i did i like some of these places some of these platforms i never even heard of until now even like a week ago there's some platform i never heard of and you just really have to dive in and find them for yourself Instagram, everybody everybody knows about Instagram. Nobody has to explain what that is unless you're, you live in maybe Europe or something where people use a lot more Snapchat than Instagram. So that's a fact. Some places don't use Instagram that much. So again, that's something you should know about. Anyways, catch you on the next segment or the next episode. So welcome back. I have decided that I'm going to split this in half. I'm going to split this in two parts because I'm already over an hour in this podcast. And I know everyone's like the magic time between a good podcast, like 45 minutes to an hour, right? So I'm already over an hour. So I won't keep you guys too long, but I just want to everyone to know that I created this podcast because I myself am frustrated with Instagram. I know Instagram is going to be there. I know that we have to, uh, you know, in a sense, have to use Instagram for its intended purpose. And Facebook knows this. And that's obviously to promote yourself to people that don't know you. It's the mainstream. It's the general public. It's the most mainstream you can get, and unfortunately, with those mainstream um, 
there there are mainstream rules that we all have to adhere to. Even even the fact that it is not artistically even a great app to post your photos to. Like say you want to post your photos at 5.7, you can't. You have to crop it. You have to crop it at 4.5, which is way better than one by one. Back in the day, when it first came out, you had to post your stuff at squares. That was a thing. Now, at least we got 4.5, but still, there are a lot of artist limitations to Instagram, and we know this. This is why I bring this to your attention, because I know that people share my frustration, and I share their frustration because they want to share their art, but they can't because they'll be shadow banned. They won't even know they're being banned. And they, you do a search for them and you can't find them. They're shadow banned. There, there are great artists, great photographers, great content providers that put up some amazing work, but yet they, like anybody else, no one is different. Instagram doesn't care. They don't give a shit. They don't care all they care about and nothing nothing against instagram or facebook they're out for money they're out for their shareholders they pay them big bucks that's why they put the ads up there that's why they have to shadow ban people in a sense they they censor you whether it's art or not they don't give a shit if it's art they're a business you can you can kind of call them a, a mafia or whatever but they are a business they're in business. They don't give a shit about art. They don't give a shit about your photography. They don't give a shit about if you're a model. They don't give a shit if you're a makeup artist trying to make it. They're trying to make money. And yeah, back in the day, um, back in the day being a few years ago, it was a great place to be a small business. Even on Facebook pages, it's kind of hard to put yourself out there because I, I myself am one of those small businesses and I'm not getting much engagement. I'm not getting much of anything. So I, I question why the hell I'm even on there? But it is one of those evils you have to accept. It's one of those things you have to just take it as a grain of salt. And yes, I will personally use it. I will still use Instagram and Facebook page for my purposes as a small business or even an enthusiast photographer. I will use it but I will only use it for those means. Now, as far as something that's a little artistic, that's a little bit sensitive, I have found other outlets. I've found other different platforms and I encourage each and every one of you, anyone that's listening as an artist, as a photographer, as a makeup artist, as a content provider, as a, as a visual storyteller, whatever you are, I encourage you to look out and branch out to other platforms that are more friendly, that are more friendly, that, that are more accepting and more tolerant of art in, in, in any, any form it is. It's not just nudity. This is not a nudity issue. It's, it's a censorship issue. And we know that Instagram as a whole or Facebook is big on censorship. So I just want to, that's the elephant in the room. That's really what it is. It's the elephant in the room. And 
it's not just nudity. It's things deemed whatever they feel they want to censor. They censor it or they shadow ban you for it. Right? I mean, if you post kittens on there doing whatever or uh, breastfeeding, you might get flagged for that. Who knows? And I'm not saying to branch out because of censorship. Censorship is just part of a, a bigger problem. It's part of of an ever-growing thing that's growing and, and, and is continuing to grow as a monster in, in, in the Instagram universe. We call it narcissism or, or the selfie or, you know, it's, it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things that psychologically, psychologically that goes with Instagram. The whole getting rid of the, of the likes thing, that obviously is a, is a band-aid for a problem, right? Why is it so, why is it that people are so freaking bent out of shape if they don't get so many likes? I, you know what, on a, on a really good day, I may get 100 likes. I may get over 100 likes. And trust me, I understand. If you got 1,000 followers and you got 10 likes, what is the issue? There's something wrong, right? Lack of engagement. I will say personally, I get... I normally get over a 10%. I, I, I would say that if I have 500 people, I get over um, probably about a 30% engagement most of the time on Instagram. That's the other thing. So I mentioned this already, but if you are looking for something like Instagram with everything that you can get with Instagram, the closest thing you're gonna get is Vero. Flickr or Finder PX. Vero is actually the closest because Vero is more of a general purpose platform. However, there are a lot of good photographers and artists on there. Flickr and Finder PX is kind of in a category of its own because it's more of a photography artist based community in its own right respectively. Vero will be the closest thing you can get. And I'm going to talk about other apps coming up in the second part of this podcast. And again, I don't want to drag this I don't want to drag this on too long, but the most important thing you should get out of this is that if you're looking to branch out of Instagram, remember Instagram is Instagram. There's really really nothing like it. And you just have to you just have to remember that if you're looking for the likes, if you're looking for follows, you're looking for engagement, there are varying degrees in what you can get in engagement in every different app out there that's outside of Instagram. Every app is different. Every app has a different following. Every app has a different community or of varying degrees of communities out there. And it's not going to be the same. If you're looking for 10,000 likes you're probably not going to get it until you get a following you have to build it over time like anything else like instagram even you have to build it it's not going to happen overnight if that's what you want if you don't mind if you don't care but you would like the freedom to go beyond what instagram is then i welcome you i encourage you again to get out there and just dive in and I, this is, these are my recommendations. By no means are there 
They may not be the best, but I believe for me, in what I use them for, they are the best for me. You're, you're gonna have to figure that out. You're gonna have to figure that out yourself. That's, that's my passionate voice. Cause I'm passionate about my art, but I know that some things I cannot post on Instagram. I know that. And the things I do post, they could be flagged. Somebody, somebody may report it and be like, oh, I don't like that. That's too sensitive. And Instagram in, in its power and wisdom will either do one or two things. They will either delete the picture and say, hey, it's too sensitive, don't do that. You get a slap on the wrist. Oh, they may ban you all together. They may say, you know what? You're done. You're off the platform. And I've seen, I've seen it happen to people. I've seen people shadow banned. And they put out some great work. But yet, Instagram is this tool. And you have to remember that it is a tool. And every app can be a tool. Every tool is used differently. This is the, this is the point that I want to get to. Every app is not the same. It's not equally the same. If you want Instagram, stay on Instagram. There's nobody saying that you have to join another platform or have to sign up for anything else. But if you want more freedoms, then you're going to have to look elsewhere. That's all I'm saying. Anyways, stay tuned to my next part of this podcast. I'm not done. This is the first part. I just want to let you guys know what's coming ahead here. I want you to stay tuned on the next podcast. I'm going to, on the second part of this podcast, I'm going to talk about other very good platforms I just signed up for within the last week. That's L-O-I-E-M. Outliers such as Buttercup, ARS. Uh, I just signed up for Buttercup. ARS is something I'm still looking into, but I'll just give you an overview of those. Honorable mentions, Guru Shots, Agora, Behance, Fubug, and I'm going to add Upic to that because I just figured out something about Upic that I didn't know. So I'm actually going to give it its own, um, not its own section, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit more, just what I found so far. Just looking at it in the, in the last five minutes, I found out there's some other cool things in there. Even as a, as a free user versus a pro user or premium, whatever, they have like three different tiers. So I'm going to talk about that in my next podcast. Stay tuned for that. Thank you for coming on here. Thank you for, uh, for listening because I know it's not always easy to get time in your day to listen to a podcast. So perhaps you're listening to this before you go to sleep or when you wake up. It doesn't matter. I do appreciate you coming on here. If you find that there's something on here you want me to talk more about, please let me know. Or if you have some insight, please let me know. Please put in the comment section on whatever platform you found this in and I will get back to you. And definitely, definitely, please like, subscribe, and follow on Anchor. If you have Anchor, if you're not, that's fine. You can find this podcast on Apple, uh, Google Podcasts, many other places, even Spotify now. Um, Yeah. So again, thanks everybody for coming and stay tuned to the next podcast. Laters. Cheers.